The Mortgage Calculator, your favorite non-QM lender with over 5,000 unique loan products. Welcome to Daily Mortgage Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. We will wait just a few minutes here to get started. Let us go live on all the different platforms. We are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So let us get live on all the platforms and we'll give everybody a chance to tune in. In the meantime, you can drop some comments in the chat there. I see some people were already dropping comments. Nicole, Africa, Jamie, Jason, Mark, thank you, everybody, for tuning in early. Heather, Adam, thank you for the comments. We have the comments pulled up on the screen, so feel free to drop one day in the chat. Happy Friday to everyone, and we'll get started here in just a moment. Good morning, good morning there to everybody in the chat. Hope everybody's had a great week so far. All right. Okay, looks like we are live on all the different platforms, so we can go ahead and get started. We will take the chat off the screen there so we can get into it. So welcome, everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of The Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our president, Nick Hershey. And today, what we're going to do is do what we do every weekday, which is go through the live rates for different programs, and then we'll do a deep dive into a topic like we do every day. Now, today's deep dive is portfolio loans. Now, we here at the Mortgage Calculator are a correspondent lender that specializes in non-QM loans and investor loans, and this is one that we can use as a tool for different investors. And so a portfolio, blanket loan, a couple different names for it, and we will get into that here shortly. But before we do that, let's do what we do every weekday here, which is pull up the live rates for different loan programs so we can go over them. So Nick, why don't you pull up our pricing tool and let's see what the market is looking like this morning. All right. Let me go ahead and switch my screen and get started. So as Kyle mentioned, this is our pricing tool. We're going to check out some live rates for today. It is June 9th, just after 11 a.m. Eastern. Most of our programs have the live rates published now. So we will use this tool to check out the rates and the APRs with all of the costs included. If you'd like a detailed breakdown of all of the itemized fees and a full loan estimate, please get with one of our team members. We have over 300 licensed loan officers in 24 states for primary second homes, and we can do our investor DSCR, like the portfolio loan we're going to talk about a little bit later, in 44 states. So lots of different options there. Let our team members know if you want a full breakdown, but this general tool will show us some general rates for our programs. So for our pricing demo, we will set up a loan amount of 400000 for all of our demos. We will set the LTV to 80% loan to value. That means 20% down payment. We will set the desired price to 99 That means we're going to ask the computer to find the best rate at one discount point in cost. That's the typical request. So that's what we select. We're going to compare our conforming conventional. And we're going to check out our FHA rates, which is usually the next program most people look at. And then we'll go into our non-QM expanded guidelines where we have over 5,000 additional loan programs using alternative income. VA we have access to, obviously, but that's only for our eligible service members and veterans. If you are eligible, let us know. We'd be happy to quote it, but not everybody is. And same with USDA. That's only for properties that are eligible in a USDA eligible area. So if you do happen to be shopping there, let us know and we'll quote that for you as well. So we'll start today with our conforming conventional. We'll set up a purchase 30-year fixed standard loan. Primary occupancy, single family home, one unit, state of Florida, county of Miami-Dade. And for all the demos today, we use an estimated FICO of 760 and an estimated debt to income ratio of 40. 
So with these basic settings, let's check the rates this morning. There we go. Some downward movement yesterday after our show. And then today, obviously, that uh, downward movement has stayed and just a tad lower than it was yesterday, which is great. So 6.875 rate for 0.875 discount points and costs. And a final APR just a touch above 7 at 7.037. So a great option here for our borrowers that are looking for conforming. And uh, today, obviously, when the rates go down, we're all happy. So great options. Go ahead and lock those files today, team. If you're looking to lock in these right now, most of our customers that are comparing forming also may want to check out our FHA. Also, if our customer doesn't qualify for conforming, typically the next option is FHA. So we'll set the same exact scenario up. We'll select FHA. FHA does allow a little more leniency on credit events as well as a much higher debt to income ratio we can use. So this is typically uh, the option, the next best option when a customer may have issues with a conventional. We'll keep everything else the same though for our demo. The only thing we've changed is the loan program. That way we can compare apples to apples across the APR. So let's check the FHA rates this morning. It looks like these went down just a touch as well, which is always good. So 6.0 rate for one discount point in cost and a final APR of 6.592. So in this case, uh, you can see the FHA for this customer is actually a little bit cheaper. So a customer that qualifies for both FHA and conventional may consider FHA in this case. The APR does take all the costs, including the upfront mortgage insurance and yearly mortgage insurance. So uh, with those recent changes to the FHA, I definitely recommend our customers shopping conventional. Also check out FHA. This customer in this scenario might be saving a little bit here because it's a much lower APR. However, if our customer doesn't qualify for FHA or conventional, many other banks or lenders don't have other options, but that's really where we specialize here under expanded guidelines, aka non-QM, where we have over 5,000 additional loan programs we can use where a customer may not qualify using conventional. So full doc is the income verification we have to select if we're using FHA or conventional. That's two years of tax returns. So typically we'll choose a expanded guideline program in order to use one of these amazing other alternate options, such as asset-related options, business bank statement options. We'll talk about our investor options here in a sec. Personal bank statement options are most popular. We have RSU, Stated, VOE, 10 and 9, PNL, no income at all, all kinds of different options when we go under non-QM. Our most popular though here is for a primary home is going to be the personal bank statement 12-month program. And that's going to be for our self-employed borrowers. Many times our self-employed borrowers, when they are applying for a conventional or FHA, two years of tax returns, they have various write-offs and may not qualify at all or may not quite qualify as much income as they want to get that house they really want. So these non-QM solutions are great for that case. Instead of using two years of tax returns, we're simply going to use their last 12 bank statements, no tax returns at all, to determine a debt-to-income ratio of 40 in this example using just the cash in the bank statements no taxes involved at all. Most of our self-employed borrowers qualify for a double, triple, quadruple the income using this method as compared to their tax returns. So most of our self-employed borrowers on the edge either can qualify where they want to qualify at all or can qualify for much more loan amount and really get that home they really want. So these are great solutions. The rates are a little bit higher, but let's check it out here in order to provide some solutions for our borrower. So the best option here for a bank statement program, 7.375 rate, so a touch higher on the rate, great discount points, 0.75 discount points, and a final APR of 7.433. So remember conventional was just over seven. Now we have our non-QM bank statement option for just 7.433. So uh, that gets us excited here at the Mortgage Calculator. 
when we see our non-QM programs, almost exactly the same as conventional. These are great opportunities for us to uh, really take advantage, give our borrowers that little extra leg they need to get that deal they really want. So these are great options. Definitely recommend to get with our team. If you scroll down here, you see we have dozens and dozens of different options. Some of these may allow things like bankruptcy, foreclosure, credit events, a lot of other flexibility that we're afforded when we go into these non-QM programs. So some great options here. Now, before we go into our deep dive demo, we always want to do some live pricing for investment property. So for our final two live pricing, let's pull up investment property on the occupancy. We'll set up the same demo as we did for the others, 80% loan to value, 20% down payment. And we'll compare our investment property options. We only have two, which is going to be our conforming conventional and our non-QM. Remember, FHA, VA, and USDA are not eligible for investments. So we'll simply compare these two. We will select conforming first. Everything is going to stay the same as all our other demos. The only thing we've edited here is the occupancy to investment. So let's check out the conventional investment rates today. Uh, this option, probably not viable. I won't go over this. That's too expensive. This is probably even close to over the limit. Uh, but you see here a lot of uh, pricing adjustments the conventional programs have added. So the best option that we can really talk about here, 7.125 rate. 3.625 discount points of cost, very costly, for a final APR of 7.379. So most of our investors would like a slightly higher rate in order to reduce the discount points, but the conventional programs have added loan level price adjustments here for investment properties. So unfortunately, the computer can't find an option for a little bit higher rate for one discount point in cost. It just doesn't exist under these programs, but that's where we love to present our investors with our non-QM options to solve that problem and have a lot more flexibility as well. So these are great for our customers that qualify, a little bit steep on the pricing. A lot of our investors would like to save this $14,500 in this example uh, for another investment, right? So let's pull up our non-QM examples where we can solve that problem. We'll set it to investment, set it to ADLTV again, and we're gonna do expanded guidelines non-QM for our final demo. And we have to set a couple things for non-QM. First, income verification, just like before. Our most popular option for investors is going to be the DSCR option. That's only for investment properties. And that's because it doesn't actually require any income at all. We're simply going to use the estimated rental income from the property to determine a debt service coverage ratio or DSCR value. If the estimated rental income from the property covers the PITIA, the monthly payment and expenses of the mortgage, that's a 1.00 or higher DSCR ratio, aka the property cash flows on a monthly basis. We also have options for a DSCR ratio under 1.00, aka the property doesn't quite cash flow on a monthly basis. So tons of different options here at different DSCR ratios. For our demo today, we will delete that so it shows us all the different options. And the final thing we do have to select is a prepayment penalty. The standard for all the non-QM investment properties is three years. There are options for zero that will cost more and limit the loan programs. And there are options for five years, but that will save us some money, but again, limit the loan programs. So we always choose three years as the standard so that we can show the most examples here. So with these basic settings, let's check out the DSCR option. So the top option here, 7.875 rate, 0.75, or 0.725 discount points. So solve that problem for our investor. It's a little bit higher rate, but now they've saved over $10,000 that they can invest in something else, which is great for our investors. Final APR of 7.932. So the APR is a little bit higher, obviously for a non-QM program, but a lot of benefits were afforded here. No income, no employment, about half the documentation or less on these loans. And our investors that own multiple properties can refinance multiple properties, 
and start loans for purchasing multiple properties. Uh, so a lot of flexibility to start multiple loans at the same time for our investors out there. Now, there are tons of options here. You'll see with different DSCR values, uh, different prepayment penalties. If we scroll down here, uh, you'll see some prepayment penalty variations. So please go with our team to find which option fits best for you. Some of these programs at a little bit higher rates may allow things like short-term rental income. So lots of cool flexibility we're afforded under the DSCR program. And there's dozens, if not hundreds of options. So please get with our team and we'll figure that out for you. Now, let me switch my screen and get into our topic for today, which is going to be on our portfolio or blanket loans. So DSCR loan we just went over. That is a great tool, but sometimes we need a DSCR option where we get stuck. So there's a few different times where we'd use our portfolio or blanket loans as a tool. I don't have a live example pulled up. It's a very specific example. So we're just going to talk about it a little bit of some of the pitfalls of this. But basically, there are DSCR loan options where we can put multiple properties together. That's what a portfolio or blanket loan means. Now, why would we do this? The DSCR loans we just looked at, let me make myself a little bit bigger, hopefully. The DSCR loans we just looked at, those are great options, but they have limits, right? So if our customer wants to buy one, two, three properties, they don't fit individually within our limits. Most of our loan programs have a minimum loan amount of 100000 So that's typically when we would use this. So an investor comes to us and they want to purchase three properties. However, those properties are only 100000 each. They're not going to qualify at ADLTV for a loan amount of $100,000, which is typically the minimum. So in order to make those properties fit with a program to use our amazing DSCR programs we just went over, we would need to combine those, cross-collateralize those, do one loan for three properties. That way we can do one loan for 80% of or 75% of the uh, 300000 in my example. And now we have a loan amount that now qualifies for the minimum loan amount for the investor, right? So this is a tool for us to use in order to apply our same DSCR methodology that we love to do, uh, the same ease of the DSCR loans to multiple properties at the same time. So we don't use this just because someone owns multiple properties. These are much more restrictive loans. There are things like carve off policies, right? Say you buy those three properties, but one of them you get an offer to sell. Guess what? You can't sell it because you have three properties on one loan. You can't just sell one of them. So a lot of different uh, things to be aware of for our team out there. Definitely don't want to use a portfolio as your first option, but they're great tools when you have no other options. So that's typically when there's low loan amounts on the properties. Uh, when there's multiple properties, obviously, we have to put multiple properties together. So an investor that might have a lot of properties that are low value in order for them to do a refinance and cash some money out, they might have to combine some of those. Or an investor comes to us that's purchasing, in my first example, multiple properties from a single person that uh, maybe has been holding them and wants to sell them all at once. So we have one purchase contract with three properties. When we receive a purchase contract with three properties, five properties, whatever it is, that's where we have to use the portfolio. We really have no other choice. Uh, so, be careful there. You can't just go and pick, you know, two properties here, two properties here, two properties here, or just one, 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 and try to combine them either. So uh, we don't want to push our investors towards that anyway, because obviously these are going to be more restrictive programs, a little bit higher rates, a little bit worse terms. And the most important thing of the carve off, you can't sell one of 
the many or refinance just one of the many at a time because of those limits. So we'll use this as a tool for low values for when we receive a purchase contract that has multiple properties on one contract. This is typically the only way to do it unless you convince the agent to break them up and then we can do individual loans, right? That's really the only times we want to use this. These are more commercial products. They're going to be more restrictive on things such as location as well. So again, breaking them up, usually preferable because our regular DSCR won't have some of those different overlays that they're going to add on top of these portfolio programs where they're going to be a little bit more selective because it's a little more risky loan to be one loan on multiple properties. Also, the vacancy factor is a thing there as well. You're trying to refinance, you know, four properties. They can't be vacant, right? So a lot of more restrictions on the vacancy factors and other things. When we go into these blanket loans, that's one loan across multiple properties. It's going to be a lot more restrictive on an individual property basis. So a lot of different things to be aware of. That's why it's really hard to do an example without like an actual real example. So I didn't really have time to actually pull up, you know, Maybe a listing that's for a portfolio listing on MLS. Maybe we could have done that. But maybe if we do a deep dive uh, next week here on these, Kyle, we can do an actual example of maybe a listing that's selling a pack. And then we'll kind of walk through how to execute that package. Uh Yeah. You know, I wanted to touch on one thing that I get asked by investors a lot. You're talking about it's going to be more preferable usually to have these loans separate as long as they meet the minimum loan amount. The question I get from investors a lot is that, well, if I do a blanket loan, then I'm going to have less closing costs, right? Do you want to touch on that? That's a very common question. Yeah. So that's kind of the misconception. A lot of people think they're going to save or cut some corners with a portfolio loan, uh, but it's actually much more difficult and it's actually going to cost more, right? Because now you're telling, instead of a title company saying, hey, I'll give you a discount because you're going to close three at the same time you actually have to coordinate three different closings, three different contracts, and they all have to close at the same time, fund at the same time, disperse at the same time. So it's actually a lot more work for everybody, right? Not less work, it's more work. So typically on these uh, programs, what they do is they'll uh, will have a fee, a regular like underwriting fee for the loan, but then there's going to be an extra fee per property as well for both the underwriter to do multiple loans at the same time and have to juggle multiple loans. But also the title company may actually charge an extra fee, not a discount. So it's a very common misconception there, Kyle, that you're going to save money on a portfolio. Typically, it's actually the opposite. It's actually going to always cost more because it's more work to coordinate two, three, five, 10, 20 closings to happen at the exact same time. Could you imagine 20 closings having to just the title agent having to have 20 files all dispersed at the same exact time, right? Because there's still 20 different closings that have to happen. So now you'd have to have 20 different closings. Their whole office would have to be all hands on deck, right? To close all 20 files that same day and disperse them all, disperse all the insurances all for each of them and, and all that stuff, right? So very challenging for title, very challenging for underwriting, very challenging for you as a loan officer. Most of you on here are watching our loan officers to coordinate one, two, five, 10, 20 closings at the same time. So a very common misconception. Thanks for bringing that up. Absolutely. I don't see any questions here, but again, a tool to use and always remember that the more complicated the loans are, typically the higher the price and the more restrictive, right? And that's the case here. If your client has properties that would qualify for the minimum loan amount, you're typically better off doing it separately for a a lot of reasons, including the, the freedom of not having to 
you know, have carve off situations as well as cheaper closing costs typically, uh, as opposed to what people typically think of less closing costs. There is a question here from Ben. Are there any issues with property having all different parcels? Well, a parcel is a property, right? So that's what a property is. So that's what we're going to be looking at. So if you have two different tax lots, uh, you know, they have to have a house on them, obviously, as well. So the parcel with the house is the property. So a portfolio loan, typically not going to be two. They're typically three or more properties, right? Not, not you know, two and three or more. Typically more common is five to 10 on the amount of properties there. And that would be five to 10 parcels with homes on them, basically. Right. So that is exactly what we are talking about. So remember, what we're not talking about is multiple properties or, or excuse me, multiple homes on one property. Right? Correct. That's two two homes on one lots. property is still a duplex. It's just not an attached duplex, right? Exactly. Three homes on one lot on one parcel is a triplex. It's just not an attached triplex. Four homes on one lot is just a quadplex. It's just not an attached quadplex. So a lot of people get confused there. Also, the zoning with the city and stuff, maybe it isn't correct, right? Maybe it is supposed to be separate parcels. So that's where you kind of get in trouble. So yes, definitely watch when you get these contracts. What is the parcel? What is not the parcel? What is the unit? What is not the unit? And make sure that that's all correct as well. Just like we do on the individual loans, we can't do multiple parcels. So same thing with the portfolio. If one of those is weird, definitely pay attention. That's where you can get trouble. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate that breakdown there, Nick. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Remember, we do this show at 11 a.m. Eastern every weekday where we go through the different rates and do a deep dive into a different topic like we did today with portfolio loans. If you are interested in portfolio loans and more information on them, you can visit us at themortgagecalculator.com. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We hope to see you all on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern for the next episode of Daily Mortgage Rates Live with The Mortgage Calculator. Everyone have a great weekend. Thanks, everybody. Apply now at themortgagecalculator.com for instant mortgage rate quotes for over 5,000 loan products.